Hello, this is Voyager Time. With all due respect, unless you've got something a little bigger in your torpedo tubes, who am I to judge? I'm only the chief medical officer. What do I know? I'm Andrew, and with me today is... Sarah. Ben. Nathan. And no flock of birds. Today we're talking about Voyager Season 4, Episodes 8 and 9, Year of Hell. Voyager creates a new astrometrics lab, which maps a new course that brings them into contact with a crenum temporal ship that can erase things from history. The Voyagers fired 23 of its 38 photon torpedoes. Some more now, though. Well, oh, shoot. I didn't keep track of that. No, they don't count. They don't count. <laughs> okay, good, because I was not paying close enough attention. But to be fair, they do have 11 left, they said. Oh, interesting. But that was into the year of hell, so they probably used some of them up by then. Mm, that that math checks out more or less, actually. In between. Yeah, but they probably some off-screen firing of photon torpedoes, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But all of that got reset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're back to 23. That's the magic number. We're sticking with it. <laughs> yep. Pretty fancy uh, Steve Jobs uh, presentation stage they got up there, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice new little set for them to play with. Yeah. So how much do you think Kim actually contributed? Oh, to, I to he that? was there to say, yes, that's a good idea. Seven. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he handled the yeah. paperwork, the like uh-huh. Federation paperwork. Yeah. Like, he he documented everything. He trained he new people on it. <laughs> and yeah, he he just implemented things that she mm-hmm. <laughs> decided. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He brought her coffees and, you know. (laughs) And her Borg paste. (laughs) They did uh, a really wonderful job with those animations. I can only assume that Seven did those as well. (laughs) (laughs) Like that whole set, it was very fancy. Everything about it, very nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They use it a lot throughout the rest of the show, if I remember, yeah. That's cool. It did feel... A little silly that it was like a whole like presentation stage area. But, uh, <laughs> but it's really technologically advanced, Andrew. You got to show it off. I really wonder what was in that space before they put now that. That there. is a great question. <laughs> what 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 did they get rid of to make this? This is actually where Neelix used to live. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Neelix can just sleep on the ground in the. He could curl up like a baby in the back of the mess hall. (laughs) Yeah. What did the mess hall used to be? I can't remember. Isn't it just like the cafeteria? Yeah. There was something else there. I don't think so. I mean, at one point, that was the like sick bay, but that's only in like in extreme cases. It's always been the mess hall. I thought, okay. Because there's always been that a place for them to eat. It's just Neelix moved in and made a kitchen that wasn't originally there. I don't think. Did they take down the wall so he had like a... a, a, a yeah. The countertop? Yeah, his bar service area. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get get a show of uh, the co- the cook making your dinner? I mean, I would, I would... If Neelix is cooking for me, I would like to be able to see what he's doing the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, for safety reasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we finally had someone um, tell Neelix the truth about his food. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Tuvok's been telling him the truth about his cooking for years now. He's been like, your cooking is garbage. Uh, Hilarious to me that Neelix is considered like core enough crew to keep around. 
Cool. I agree. I thought the same thing. I'm like, why would they keep him? Of and also, why is he wearing the Starfleet uniform now? Uh-huh. What's that? All about? other clothes got burned. <laughs> We're not just gonna let him run around naked. So wait, so does do you think he like recycled his clothes and he's just wearing like a dead crewmate's outfit or something? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> <laughs> That would be such an excellent thing to to just like slip in there. Like, why are you wearing Ensign Wildman's uniform? Oh, no, she was the pregnant one. She's not pregnant. She gave now. birth. Yeah. Okay, she's ago. the new mother. <laughs> well, I'm sure she's, she's the only fine. one whose name I could remember off the top of my head. Yeah, she's like yeah, the that- only non-essential person that has a name, has a name. that we know at this point. Everybody Vorick. else. Uh, oh no, it was Jiminy Crickets. Because he, well, no, he, got, oh, right. he, he but, just stole it after he died. After Felix <laughs> killed him, you mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about that guy who um, always claimed he was working out but never seemed to be working out? <laughs> <laughs> did we know his name? He had a name. Uh, uh, did he? I don't, I don't remember if he had a name or not. And I don't remember what episode that was. But yes, he was very upset that I was in the middle of a workout and some yeah. emergency <laughs> happened. Arnold fakes an egger. Um, we can we can workshop that one. We can yeah. do better than that. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. That that segues us nicely through the uh, tangent of guy who also played a dad in a sitcom that was happening in the two thousands mm-hmm. uh-huh. to uh, Anorax. Was that mm-hmm. his name? Yes, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Red, Red Foreman, Red Foreman. <laughs> appearing here as Time Hitler. Apparently, uh-huh. <laughs> who's that? <laughs> From uh, that seventy show, uh, do you mean Robert Griggs in Rambo Three? A movie I have not seen. Right, maybe he, you've seen was he Robo in Dallas Count? though? Oh, oh, oh! One moment, you're right. I did not check this. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm afraid he was in well, Deep Impact though. Who was? Was he one of the minor people? He was Otis Hefter. It sounds like a minor. I've never seen Deep Impact, so I don't know. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of Armageddon. Oh, he's I don't the flight remember, director. I don't remember what happens in Deep Impact. Okay, he actually literally played Adolf Hitler in a 2009 <laughs> short film called All in the Bunker. <laughs> Excellent. Oh. All right. Uh, it, All in the Bunker is a 2009 animated short film written, directed, and animated by Andrew Overtoom. Uh, it looks like a comedy because... <laughs> the poster for it is like a parody of the Looney Tunes, but it's uh, Hitler, like cartoon Hitler, tearing through a Nazi flag, going "Das ist all Volks." Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sure. What it's is in, this? I'm sure it's in really good taste. I whatever don't, it is, I, I don't understand why he would have done a voice on this. He was in the 1980s 21 Jump Street series for two episodes. Well, okay. But have we mentioned Red Foreman? <laughs> Red Foreman. I half expected I'll, him the entire time to be like, uh, I'm going to put my foot in your ass yeah, or something like that. Like, <laughs> no, I just wanted it so badly. <laughs> like, Put my foot so far up your ass, you'll feel some temporal anomalies. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen a single second of that 70s show. It's all right. That's one with Mila Kunis, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's kind of where uh, and Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher got his break pretty much yeah which one's ashton kutcher really he's (laughs) i don't i can't tell if you're kidding what has he been in um (laughs) punked he's he's married to mila kunis i don't know really no not anymore 
I'm pretty sure they still are. Yeah, they still are. are they still didn't are. he marry somebody else? He was married to no. Demi, oh, Demi, Demi Moore. Moore. Yes, and then they right. broke up, and then he went and got back to. Oh, I don't know. If That's what did. I was thinking about. Yeah, but uh, and, yeah. Ashton Kutcher was on Two and a Half Men for twelve. No, not twelve years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like two years. Say not that long. <laughs> Yeah, no, I looked at, I'm just looking at the Google page about him, and it mm-hmm. says Two and a Half Men, 2003 to two, 2015. I'm like, what the wasn't fuck? He, wasn't he in Dude, Where's Sheen? My Car? Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, what else? Um, that one. Steve Jobs. Seen, I, I haven't seen any of these. He was Steve Jobs. He was Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah. In Jobs. <laughs> um, And then, what's that movie that wasn't, was it called No Strings Attached or yes. Friends with Benefits? That is, wow. Wow. That is the other one. Uh, no strings attached. The two identical movies. The two movies that, that came... are the same that have different. Uh-huh. <laughs> the same movie. Wait, with the twin movie series. phenomenon. All right, hold on. Here's a series of sentences I would like you to listen to. <laughs> Mila mm-hmm. Kunis is in the other one. That's yes. fucking weird. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, okay. Anyway. Kutcher grew up as a Roman Catholic. As an adult, he practices Kabbalah and has visited Israel and studied the Torah. Okay. His wife, Mila Kunis, stated that he, quote, taught me everything I never knew about her religion. Mm-hmm. Wait, he hasn't converted to Judaism, but he practices Kabbalah? I, celebrities are weird, <laughs> you know? Huh. Oh, in April 2012, Kutcher became the 500th paying customer to sign up to ride Virgin Galactic Spaceship 2. <laughs> cool. Oh. <laughs> so it's weird. I do know who... I do know who Ashton Kutcher is. I have never seen anything he's been in. It's weird that I know him. Uh, other other notable people, we have Topher Grace and Wilmer Valderrama from that. Topher Grace mm-hmm. is not a real person. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> I agree. He's a made up character who's in that one scene in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> well, uh, okay, but he's also an actor. Oh my god, he's a real person. Yeah, in that 70s show. Why didn't they name him <laughs> Gopher Trace? <laughs> That's not um, how names work. Oh, it's short for Christopher. Wow, okay. Huh. And he played Venom. <laughs> I thought that was uh, in Spider-Man 3. 3. And it's all was, uh, it is Tom Hardy. It is. But it is also, a thing. You know, there's multiple people that play those characters. In different timelines and shit, you know. Yeah, is this, is this a temporal incursion thing? Because yes. I only really remember the most recent one. Uh-huh. Yeah, this, uh, we had temporal shielding here, and Andrew has completely forgotten about these <laughs> things that used to exist. Temporal... Yeah. All right, I brought it back. Let's talk about Star Trek. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very professional transition. I, I like mm-hmm. these episodes. They I was were actually, very I was good. Super engaged. Yeah. It's kind of that first dip into the kind of survival stuff we'd kind of been talking yeah, about wanting totally. for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was it was nice that they kind of leaned into that a little bit here. A ton, yeah. It was really great. It's another one of those episodes like from last time where they took a cons a basic concept from a an earlier episode and were able to elaborate it elaborate on that concept way more and way better than they were the first time. Because there which was that com- one, episode? there was that one really trash episode where they went onto a planet that had a rebellion. It was and like then episode like episode two, yes. I think. And like then like yeah. one. Yeah. they they wiped the timeline. They had, they had like, all this great pipes. time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, all yeah, that yeah. great character development that immediately went to shit because they just mm-hmm. erased that entire timeline. Right. But right, this right, right, one, right, right. it felt so much better and there was so much more so many more interesting things that happened in this episode. Yeah. Well, and so much of it I think leaned on how good of a villain uh Anorak, is that his name? Adarax? Red. Adarax. Red. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Anorax is right. I'm pretty sure. On how much of a good villain Arachnid was. I really (laughs) like his motivations ultimately were what you expected, but they were manifested in a really interesting way Mm -hmm. um, with him being like super into like reading time and like all these Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Like he had sort of the obsessive genius thing, which made him sympathetic in a way that otherwise it would have just sort of fallen flat. Mm -hmm. He was sympathetic, but at the same time, you could, like I said earlier, you could look at him and be going, you're committing genocide like well, yeah, every they, couple days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they like, talked about it too. I think they actually like, yeah. I mean, yeah, they did mention at one point, like this is a genocide and he goes, is it really though? If they never existed in the first place, like, okay, yeah, so yeah, this it is still basic, is. <laughs> this is literally, it's basically the plot of the new light or the light year movie. Okay. Huh? Like pretty Does much. Exactly. Buzz Lightyear commit genocide with, <laughs> well, <laughs> No. He looks. I mean, he does look like a conservative guy who would be into that. Yeah. So Is it because of the curly Q chin? No, haven't you seen this meme? <laughs> God, I hate that I typed in new Buzz Lightyear and then C O N and it was immediately like controversy. Like, who cares? Yeah. I'm not going to be able to find this. I think it was just on my, what about F1 discords? It was funny though. How many Josh. F1 discords are you in? How many F1 discords yeah, am I? Don't worry one about of, it. One of my F1 <laughs> discords. Don't, don't worry about it. No, 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 no. We're not. I'm, do you need? Just, just give us a range. Like, we talking okay, so here's more, than, more than it's less two? less than five. There's one that's just, like, general. There's probably one for, like, a team that you like. Yeah, that makes sense. And then there's your fan fiction ones, <laughs> right? <laughs> His F1 RFP. fan fiction is unhinged. I know his RPF, his RPF <laughs> yeah, server. Yeah, we right. talked about yes. this. Right. Yeah. If you, if you, dear listener, are an F1 fan fiction writer, I am blown away by your endless fonts of creativity because you have come up with things that I could not imagine in my wildest dreams. <laughs> Give us an example. Someone, please do not get Pierre Gasly pregnant because we all know it was Yuki. <laughs> you found M preg fic. Oh yeah, like on the first page. <laughs> okay, that honestly doesn't surprise me that I much. Know, yeah, <laughs> mpreg fic. You were just off the dome with that. I've been in fandom a very long time, <laughs> and I just yeah. The, sorry, I don't. I don't want to come across like I'm judging. I'm just. I'm. I'm. First, I was surprised that there was a term for it, and then I was immediately like, "Why are you surprised by this?" <laughs> Andrew, there is a there's a term for a lot more things that you probably also do not. <laughs> you're probably so, also not ready for. Yeah, real person. Male pregnancy fiction. It's a lot. Uh huh. But we all know that Yuki Sonoda would do that. I bet. It seems like he's the type. Mm-hmm. They're on the same team and they have a very good relationship. And one of the memes is that uh, Yuki's really stuffing at the pier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> I don't even remember how we got down this track. <laughs> now that we're, we're so lost in this transition that we're just like, how do we go back to star trek 
See, this is one of those things, one of the episodes where I don't feel like we don't have a ton to talk about because the episode was so good. Like it just sort of like did everything that we would normally do. How do we, how do we talk about Star Trek when it's good? I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we don't want to address the fact that Tom was inspired by the Titanic to oh my God, prevent that was the ship so from sinking. <laughs> oh yeah, amazing. He's like, yeah, I was inspired by this. 20th century ship called the Titanic and then Janeway's like um didn't the Titanic sink and he's like um well I made it better than what they better did I learned a couple t- things from them and they never talked ad- like why would you drop that hint and then I mean I guess it does blow up but they never mention it or like reference that again right. they did mention the like the bulkheads that he had made but like nothing else yeah it there was, was a lot of funny that he said that and then Joan was like my new year love of history would come in handy someday <laughs> <laughs> like I mean every time it comes up it's relevant to the plot so I don't know why she said mm-hmm. that like it's never helped before he's only he only happens to know plot relevant facts about history <laughs> about 20th century history yes. yeah <laughs> what a valuable skill <laughs> The thing that I think Star Trek gets the wrongest about the future is the idea that everyone in it would know the difference between like the 1810s and the 2010s because like I don't know what my favorite Futurama jokes is how they mix all that stuff up but it is totally accurate like I can't tell the Mm -hmm. difference between like what happened in 1300 and 1450 are you kidding me Mm -hmm. yeah. I know Tom Paris is like a 20th century philosopher, scholar, whatever but come on he's totally the kind of guy who would fuck that up all the time. It's a whole century The 1990s and the 1950s and the (laughs) 1920s are completely different eras of history Mm -hmm. and different things happen, different fashion, different literally everything. Mm -hmm. I love Um, the idea that he's an expert on cars from the 50s and (laughs) steam powered ships from the 1910s. But he knows media from everything, clearly. Mm -hmm. Because there was that episode when they went back into the 90s and he talked about movies with Sarah Silverman. Right. (laughs) Yeah, right. Back in the 90s, I was in a very famous TV show. No, I'm the only BoJack fan, huh? Well, somebody out there, fellow (laughs) listener who knows that, you're laughing with me. Everybody did everybody else love the doctor's speech at the beginning of the episode, the first episode, where he was like, we didn't. We didn't think we would. La- I didn't think we would last this long, or like last two months, let alone three years. And now we have everybody working together. Everybody's found their place. Even Mister Paris has found a place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like absolutely yeah, he, dunking on Tom because he's mad. <laughs> I, I guess mad at him for being. He lists him as like job. a uh, a non-human species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's t- he's like a Vulcan and a Talaxian and a Klingon and even Mister Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Who has no way to fit in with the rest of everybody else. <laughs> he likes to make references from the 1900s every time. <laughs> Something happens. The 19 years. I did like him being referred to as the most intransigent person that that crew has ever come across. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, did we, so we actually saw the Krenim uh, in the episode before and after. The one where uh, Kess is sort of bouncing around in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She jumps into this year. And that episode was triggered thanks to a Krenim temporal torpedo fragment. Yeah. they. I was wondering how they were going to like account for that. Because the, that episode was solved because of her like jumping through time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Cass being present during the year of hell. 
Mm-hmm. Which like it did. It felt like they were they addressed it by just going, "That didn't happen." <laughs> well, it's it was time different. travel. Kinda. They yeah. did it yeah. different. It, it was a different yeah. incursion or whatever. It's a different timeline. We, we so Star Trek. I think we all are familiar with the or it, it is pretty resolutely the um the multiple timeline version of time travel as opposed mm-hmm. to like a singular one that yeah. corrects for imbalances. Yeah, yeah. They even tried to like just like on the his display when they were talking through it kind of right. showing that showing branch, all the like, different yeah yeah which is a really good thing because we don't want that fucked up Kess timeline to have happened because that <laughs> no. resulted in some very very yeah. questionable marriages that happened <laughs> <laughs> and no one wants yeah. to see that extremely questionable oh, not Lord, these wholesome ones like Tom and Bellana. well it's better <laughs> than Tom and Kess Nate <laughs> And Wait, Harry and Kess and Tom's daughter. <laughs> Hold on, Tom and Bellana get married. Andrew, I told you. It's told her. made me tell you last episode. You know what timeline I could have done with is the one where Janeway has a cool, gritty scar on her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish that one person remembered what happened. Yeah, God, you make want it like Harry a little can. inner light moment, right? Make it Harry. Harry yes, give Harry some more trauma. That's what he needs. <laughs> he just takes to it like a duck in water. I feel like giving it to Seven would be really interesting because it would be kind of like that would be another a, way really that she's separate from the crew. I really liked Seven and Tuvok's relationship in this episode. I know. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that like her, her being like, how do I deal with these people who have emotions? And Tuvok being like, it's difficult <laughs> yeah it sucks <laughs> but you get used to it people are hard but you are stuck with them yeah and eventually you might care for them somewhat i feel i felt a little bit like an animal like you care for them in the same way you care for a dog <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah what about that part when neelix comes up and <laughs> asks them like what should I make the sound for intruder noise? Oh my God. Like that was, that was so obviously good. supposed to be like a comic relief moment, but I felt like it was so weird and out of place. Mm-hmm. Which is Neelix's whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was a comic relief moment, not for the way they intended it, but because it was so awkwardly out of place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that before or after Seven helps Tuvok shave? Before. Um, because this was wasn't this like I don't remember now was it I feel was, like it was right out it was af I think it was oh, after. it may have it been after she, it was when she was walking him somewhere so it must have been after yeah that makes sense because that was such a wonderful moment so of course Tuvok or Neelix would just shit all over it yeah he <laughs> forces himself in well at least Tuvok used it as an excuse to talk shit about Neelix because he always <laughs> is that waiting. was really good he was like. <laughs> It could be worse. You could have to deal with Felix or whatever he said. I don't even yeah. remember now. <laughs> In like such a classic low key subtle way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the part when Harry and Bolana were in the turbo lift having a trivia contest? Just doing contest. trivia. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was really hey, sweet. I Harry liked Kim, it. Sports aficionado. Yeah, that part made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I I didn't think he would be that type, but sure. Why He's not? like Jonah Hill in Moneyball. He's all about like the stats and the numbers and everything like that. <laughs> okay. I like how they never explained why they were in the turbo lift or what actually yeah. happened to mm-hmm. either of them. Oh, it was just a ship. Just an accident. Problem from the attack. Everything's going wrong. 
I'm sorry. Do you need someone to explain to you how elevators break? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I need I need somebody to explain how Bolana is apparently mortally wounded there. (laughs) Okay, I I will. In that moment, I was like, did I like zone out for a few minutes? Did I like miss something critical? No, because I do not remember this happening. But I was kind of like, I guess I'll just roll with it. (laughs) It just like it just like happens, and then she's like bleeding out from her chest, and uh, Harry Mm -hmm. is keeping her busy. So then she doesn't like lose her like she doesn't lose consciousness, I guess. It's something like that. She had some injury from a bad from fall the turbo lift. in the turbo lift or something and Harry was trying to distract her from the pain by asking her questions about <laughs> movies from the 1950s because that's the only <laughs> thing we know about. They should have done like movies from the 2100s. I know. I wish they had. It's no, but it's movies from like cl- like classic Earth movies. Which why would Bolana know anything about that? Right. Anyway, or it's self-referential in universe like Star Trek movies, but the actual events and its history trivia for right. them. Right. Because they were then I, they were like, what about the ship that Zephyr Cochran was on? I, I the best part about that to me was when Seven was like, um, it was called the Phoenix, and they're like, oh, I didn't know you knew about Earth history, and she's like, I don't, but I the Borg mm-hmm. were there for that, so oh yeah, that's right, I knew about <laughs> it because of that. <laughs> oh shit, that's hilarious! Yeah. I did not connect those dots. <laughs> I thought that was such a sweet moment in a super nerdy way because I know if my life had gone in a different direction, I would like, as a kid, I used to do that all the time. Like that would be my, we'd do like trivia things in the car just to keep me entertained when we're on long rides. And I would still, as an adult, probably enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah. You know, you do have the opportunity now to do that again on car trips. Nobody plays trivia games with me because I know everything. That no. sounds super like <laughs> so Andrew. No, 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 Andrew. It's true. Like you don't. Here's know what you everything. do. You didn't know who Ashton Kutcher was. This is true. You did not know who Ashton Kutcher was. <laughs> I didn't know who Ashton Kutcher was. Or Colin yeah. Jost was that one real? I don't. I did not know who that guy is, but that's because I don't pay attention to mediocre white comedians from this century. <laughs> Okay, so from we'll this century, but you knew, we just have but you to knew Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's what, that was so false. <laughs> I don't know why I know who he is. That I couldn't. I get so fucked up. I don't know why I know him. Anyways, my point is, Andrew, you can do that now. You just have to be the trivia master and just annoy the shit out of your kids on car rides. That's what my dad did. I have thought about that. But would you like a fact right now? This is yes, one please. That so did you know that all mammals, regardless of size, can empty their bladder in about 28 seconds on average? Okay. Huh. that's I, How would a trivia question involving that be phrased, do you think? Um, how long does it take every mammal to empty their bladder? <laughs> I think that or you go for the slightly tricky question where it's like, how long does it take a mouse to empty its bladder and how long does it take a whale or whatever, you know, right? And then you have like two choices to choose from because that way people are like... They can't be the same, right? That would be ridiculous. I think that's so. How you, you want to do them. a trick question there? It's not trick. It's not well, a trick question. Qu- it's a tricky in, question. In that one, though, you said it was the average, so it's the average between whatever it takes a whale and whatever it takes a mouse, right? No, like on average, a whale takes twenty-eight seconds to do it, and on average, a mouse takes twenty-eight seconds to do it. A mouse takes twenty-eight seconds to pee. Isn't that wild? It, on average, it takes you twenty-eight seconds to pee. Okay, but like I've seen a squirrel pee on my deck. And it was not 28 <laughs> seconds. It is, it Counter, is, it is an Counterpoint, average. I have seen my dog pee and it took five minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You ever have those peas that go for so long you get bored? Yes, all the time. <laughs> no. I went the other day. No? <laughs> but well, you get bored I'm, after you get bored waiting for the second clap. When I pee, I sit down so I have my phone to look at when I'm so it's not a problem. Well, so I was I done, I I went pee and I had It to took him Instagram 15 and seconds I, and Andrew's already yeah. lost to the song. <laughs> <laughs> I checked Instagram, I checked my email, I checked, and I was like, okay, well, nothing's happening right now. Like, I guess I'm going to stand here like a schmuck. <laughs> yeah, they still, at that point, I still had 13 seconds left. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a long pee. I was in there for a long time. N- not to brag. Anyways, my dad used to do, do just like shit tons of trivia that annoyed the hell out of us. And I can tell you how many times you can cross the... Allegheny River in Pennsylvania going to Syracuse, New York from DC. And it Ooh. is three times because it loops around <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really interesting. So you're not going back and forth. You're just going in a straight line and it's yeah, you just go straight. You, yeah, it is like S shaped. And <gasps> there are three times that you cross it to go through That's Pennsylvania. A, That's and, a good trivia fact. So now now the joke, whenever we are like in a in a car ride and we cross over a bridge is what river is this because that w- my dad would just say that out of nowhere he'd be like what river is this classic good, then, classic dad stuff right or there. like what what town are we going through what are they famous for that kind of thing and oh like, sure sure and, sure. The, and every time now we just go the town is famous for cheese and the river is the allegheny river regardless of the town yes, or river regardless of the town or river it's always one of those two whatever <laughs> that whatever the question is that is the answer no matter what I've never really been to the East Coast, but I like to imagine, I really want to go now that I imagine everywhere is famous for cheese. Like, that seems my mm-hmm. kind of place. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not. <laughs> no. Well, but, that's disappointing. I want to go to, to Cheese City, USA. That would be in Wisconsin, my friend. I want to go to the Cheesed Coast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you find it, let me know, and I will join you. I think, yeah, I think it is Wisconsin. Why don't they just put a level 10 force field around the whole ship? Great yeah. question. Batteries? Warp fuel? Mm, warp fuel. Space, s- space juice? Space juice. Space juice. <laughs> Feels like a level 10. Well, I mean, they always bust that out when things are dire, right? So it can't be like that much power. It's a great I question. I don't know. <laughs> I think that... They should have just left Crenum Space at the beginning of this episode and gone a different way. Well, I love why didn't at they the do end. that? I know. Yes, because at was the so end, funny. Yeah. they have they talk to the same guy and he's like, "Don't come through our space." And then they're like, like okay, "Okay, gonna chart it around it." And then they do that, yeah. and everything is fine. I'm like, "Why didn't they just do it. that in the first place?" It's the di- it's the difference of the dude showed up in the first one and was like swatting at their knees, and they're yeah. like. Why like, do we care about you? Yeah. And then in this one, the, the at the end, he shows up and is like all calm and is like, "Yeah, we're having some trouble here. I suggest you go around." And they're like, "You know what? This guy seems reasonable." Maybe it was Whereas a different the, shape in the beginning, too, because of yeah. the time fluctuations and shit. That's true. It does present an interesting version or an interesting explanation that the whole year of hell basically comes down to Janeway, like reacting poorly to a situation. Right. Cause mm-hmm. she like, if, I was thinking back about it. She like kind of escalates it. Like he's like, don't come through here or we'll shoot you. And she's like, 
I don't respond well to threats. And then she like turns it off and she's like, all right, we're going through come hell or high water. We're going through. I, I would say the only thing that I would counter that with is like, it starts out with the dude, like in the version where they don't have powerful weapons. Yeah. Who, he's just like shooting at them doing nothing. And she's like, why do I care about you? And just keeps going. And then the jump to another timeline happens and he like all of a sudden they have like mega powerful weapons that annihilate Voyager and she they're already in it because they're there. Yeah. So they can't move though. I feel like maybe like like, they said don't come here and she's like well if you can't blow me up like what are you going to do? Come on. (laughs) I mean I agree. It's not very like diplomatic but they also had in that first timeline they were talking to like the other alien guy and they were basically being like don't worry about it it'll be fine we're cool with you and we're the more powerful ones but then they get like reset or erased or something and then that's i think that added to her like extra confidence with when she was talking to that guy and like made her feel like we can do whatever we want here (laughs) I guess, but it, I, just I, like, I mean, I agree that it's not. It was kind of mm-hmm. shitty of her to just be like, "I don't like." What are you gonna do to us, though? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can't stop me. So, I bye. I guess, right? <laughs> not cool, Janeway. Anyway, that's a minor quibble. Yeah, it, it just it. I wouldn't even really have thought about it if we hadn't had that cute little scene at the end, which I did enjoy. I thought that was very funny. Just like the how the whole thing could have been averted just by being a little politer to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But also then, yeah, it got me thinking like, you know, Jamie could have taken the, the, she could have been the bigger person here and not gone down that road. Right. Shoot. They were just, they were just on that astrophysics lab high. They're like, we got this new (laughs) map that looks so cool. We got to go the way the map says or else it was the fastest way point in getting the cool map. If we can't go the way the map says. (laughs) You know what I noticed on that that I thought was super weird was they plot their course and they go around the center of the galaxy. Why didn't they go straight through? There's just more stars there. Maybe there's uh, some stuff there that they are. Some sort of temporal anomaly. Or a black hole or <laughs> some Yeah, there's a giant black shit. hole in the middle of our galaxy. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not like the whole center of it. You could go around it and still not have to go around the entire galactic center, you know. It's a pretty big black <laughs> hole. It's not that big, though. Space is pretty big. There, there's definitely enough room between the black hole and the stars around it for them to fit through there. Minor quibble. <laughs> so this is a fact that probably only Andrew will care about because. Um... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Because it relates to Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> um, so Ron Moore had nothing to do with writing this episode, but when he was oh. very br- briefly on Star Trek Voyager, he wanted to make the show more like this. Yes, they wanted to do it for a full year. Well, I don't think he was involved. They, that was, I don't know if he was involved in that conversation. I don't know if he was there yet when it came to, but he, whenever he does show up, because he's working on Deep Space Nine first, and then he comes over. Oh, interesting. But he wanted to do more episodes like this kind because it, you know, adds actual stakes. And so this part is just me speculating, but I think that the, like, um, 
energy that he or like the ideas that he had from this type of episode and like things that he would have wanted to do on Voyager but wasn't allowed to do I think he took a lot of that and put it into like the first season of Battlestar Galactica so oh my god especially totally. the episode 33 which I think is like the first one after the miniseries that was the pilot stuff yeah uh, that was the pilot I think no it wasn't because oh the this pilot is like the movie the miniseries that has all of the like it's like four episodes of right intro and then like i think it's like the first episode that's like an actual episode yeah yeah you're right where the cylons are attacking them every 33 minutes <laughs> and it's just like relentless and they're just like jumping yeah. away and they get chased <laughs> and then they jump away and get chased like it just felt like this is the star trek prototype episode for that type of thing later on in that show that is such a good connection yeah wow it, and I, I totally so that 33 is such a tense episode from beginning to end. It mm-hmm. does like it really captures the mood so well in a way that I like I just don't think Star Trek like has a vibe to do that with. Yeah. But yeah well, they don't have an enemy that it makes sense to do that with. I mean, they could have done it with the Borg, but they're not really by the Borg right now. So right. Yeah. And they wanted to do this for a year. They wanted it to be like an actual like year in hell full season and they wanted to make it really serialized. And then, Yeah, but if they had done that and then at the end if they had been like it all got reset, what <laughs> like that would have yeah. been terrible. They would have had to do something else. I was reading yeah. a lot of quotes and a lot of the people like Star Trek related people were like we didn't like the ending. Everything was good except the ending. Probably because it resets everything like it didn't happen. Yeah, you know, I thought I was going to not like the ending, but for some reason it really worked for me. I think like, having I, the context of the vil- like what happens to everybody post like reset and like it's knowing a ending. It, yeah, it, everybody gets a, a, like a different ending and we get to see that. I think that helps a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it still is a whole two-parter that's just ultimately not actually <laughs> yeah. I mean it's cool it's cool to watch it was a good story but then yeah for the characters it had no impact ultimately mm-hmm. like Tom doesn't have to go back to the ship and reckon with the whole idea of Chakotay being maybe it's okay actually to be time maybe, Hitler or whatever like if you're really sad maybe being time Hitler isn't so bad right if you just do the calculations good enough well, there's an interesting idea in there that um sort of it's like the banality of evil right that like he wasn't trying to do genocide he was like he was so focused on the task at hand and he was he, in his own mind he was doing the best he could to accomplish that goal harming the fewest number of people but like that's exactly how like a lot of this stuff typically happens where you mm. like the road to hell is paved with good intentions it doesn't matter like how People get hurt. It's not good, regardless of what the ends do not justify the means. There's also something to be said for like, he was so willing to like keep using. There was an answer to the solution, which or to his problem, which was get rid of the thing he's using. Like that ended up being like, oh, yeah, if we just erase the history where this thing exists, then all of the problems we've had would that we, also that were caused by the thing right exactly would also cease to exist yeah but he was so obsessed with also keeping he's like no 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 we can't get rid of our super weapon that would be ridiculous well because like, he also wanted he wanted his his family back and he also wanted the empire to be supreme yeah. again mm-hmm. or whatever 
Well, and the thing that people like him never think about is how maybe things would be better if they didn't do the thing that they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You get so focused on like, I'm the only one who can do this. I'm the only one who can be the savior that it never occurs to you that maybe actually you shouldn't and things people would be better off if you just didn't. Yeah, just like in the Lightyear movie. Nate, none of us have seen <laughs> that. I want to see it. Just spoilers. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It was basically this episode. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot get over how weird it is. I, th- I thought I had more to say there, but I just can't get over how weird it is. <laughs> which which thing is weird? The Lightyear movie? It's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? What a part about that it. That it exists or like. I just can't. Yeah, it's weird that like it's a movie about a toy in a movie that doesn't exist, but it's like he's a real person and not a toy. I don't know. It's just well, it's, it's, it's weird. Because it's supposed to be the movie that the toy is based on in the other movie. But it's not based on a. It's objectively not based on a, there, a movie. Yeah, it is. It is now. Yeah, it is. This is the movie that Andy watched mm-hmm. and then was like, "I want that toy." And then he got Buzz mm-hmm. Lightyear the toy. I guess they they talk like they show like the Buzz Lightyear like series at some point. They talk about it. It is no, definitely a thing. It's, it's definitely not. a thing. It's absolutely not. It's just that the only time you actually see him in the the world outside of like him being a toy is in the aisle at Al's Toy Barn in Toy Story 2, where there's like a ton of them. And also you see the ad in Toy Story, but it's not a movie. It's just a cool toy. Well, it's a movie now. (laughs) It's like a a Star Wars action figure. That's what he is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but it's weird because if it was like a standalone movie about like the toy, I'd be like, okay, yeah, it's like Buzz Lightyear getting his own standalone movie. But instead it's like, it's like fan fiction about a character in Toy Story. Yeah, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's a movie that no one asked for, uh-huh. but it turned out pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a movie that no one asked for. That's exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's very... I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not going to watch it. It's just weird. I will watch it when it's on Disney+. Plus. Okay, yeah, exactly. I, I am wa- I'm watching the ad from the original Toy Story. <laughs> okay. It's, it goes, the world's greatest superhero, now the now world's the greatest world's toy. greatest toy. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, so he it's was like a that superhero over, first. He was a superhero yeah. first. So he was in he had to have existed in something before he was a toy. Maybe. I don't know. I was just read that as like, okay, they're just selling the toy. Do y'all forget what toy ads were like in the nineties? They were completely off the hook. You could just say he was the world's greatest superhero and then like kids would be like, Yeah, totally. Now I can buy the world's greatest superhero as a toy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, this is a Disney movie, so obviously there's going to also be real toys based off of the yeah. toy that is from a movie that now exists that didn't, mm-hmm. but he was a toy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, right, right. But Toy Story was not a Disney movie. I Well, Toy Story 4 is, isn't it? Yes. So everything is a Disney movie in the end. <sighs> it's Disney all the way up. Our overlords. Yeah. yeah. No, Toy Story was a Disney Disney movie. It was Pixar mm-hmm. distributed by Disney. No, right, Pi- but it was not Pixar. Pixar made it wasn't owned by Disney yet. Right. So there was no creative input from them on the first three. I think. Okay, for mm-hmm. they were just publishers. In terms of creative input, sure. But then, and then Toy Story three had like a great ending. And it was like the and then they made Toy Story over. four. I know. And then they're like. You need to make another one. We need to make that toy money. The money mouse needs some more money. toy money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Toy Story 4 was great, but it did feel vestigial. Yeah. I haven't even seen it. I, oh, it's good. Yeah, it I mean, really Pixar good. still makes it really just, good movies, again, even fe- owned by Disney, but yeah. Yeah, it just felt like we didn't ask for this. <laughs> again, yeah. Like, yeah. again, with the okay. light year. Yeah. I'm pretty, we're going to get light year two again. It's going to be the new franchise of Toy Story, uh, the light year yeah. stuff, I bet you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should make a movie about cars that is not stock car racing. I'd, I'd watch that movie. They did planes. That is. <laughs> Go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong, though. That, that is in the is Cars wrong. universe. It's is not. It movie? is. It, absolutely it is, is in the Cars universe. Fuck off. Wait, the uh-huh. planes. That's actually a Pixar one. Yes. No, it's not a Pixar movie. What? Yes, it's not. I, you're, I, I thought you were joking because this is a no. common misconception. No, it's not a Pixar movie. It's a. It is the Disney animated thing again, where it's like. It is done in the same style as like the Pixar animated, oh. but it is not. But it is planes in the is cars. Is spin off of the car of its car counterpart, Cars, and the first film in the Planes trilogy. But Pixar There's did not produce the film. Hmm. It was, but it is produced by Disney. So now it would all come together and be this big blob of. Of Pixar, Disney, Plato, Swish Cook. So is the main character. Yeah, it wasn't produced by Disney, but it was co-written and executive produced by Pixar. Okay. What? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. What what are you talking about? It was produced, it was co-written and produced by John Lasseter. Are there really three of those movies about planes? No, I'm also looking that up. Okay, obviously. Did it just get canceled because it was so terrible and everyone hated it or what? So there there was supposed to be three is what it looks like. Then there's so there's planes, planes, fire and rescue, which is supposed to be planes two, or it's also known as planes two. But it does not seem like there is a third. Wow. Patrick so. Warburton was in that one. Dusty Crophopper. On, on Rotten Tomatoes got 25 percent. Oh, yeah, well, this what this is kind of what tends to happen when you put Dane Cook at the head of your new <laughs> franchise. So I think I brought this up with you before, but the Cars universe presents some very unsettling ideas for like how the universe works. Yep. I don't know if we've brought this up on the podcast. We have absolutely talked about it before, though. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Just like imagine, so like in the Cars universe, like there's the mountain ranges that look like like the hoods and mm-hmm. the the trunks the, of yeah. cars. Like it's really cute, whatever. But can you imagine if in like the 1830s, Lewis and Clark were like out exploring the American <laughs> West and discovered mountain ranges that looked like their butts? <laughs> like that would that would be a very that would like change everything we thought we knew about how the universe worked. <laughs> that would be so much fun, though. It would be insane. It would be insane. OK, but there's. There's got to be some butt rocks out there. There has to be. There definitely are. There's definitely there has butt rocks. To be. But there's no way there's an entire, Searching like every mountain range looks like my ass. <laughs> or like, okay, so in Cars World in Disneyland, there's like, it's decorated and there's like fountains made of like old rotted out cars, like rusted cars and that kind of thing. There's like headlight, like chandeliers and that kind of thing. But again, 
Can you imagine it like the human equivalent where there's just like corpses with fat, with water spraying out of them in the middle mm-hmm. of plazas and like chandeliers made from like our mouths and noses and stuff? It would just be horrible. <laughs> God. What do you suppose is inside the car? Um, a person. Like if you open I mean, more car? So, like they, they are the car parts, but they are fleshy. What if you open the door? What's in there? Because there's eyes back there, right? Like, do you see an optic nerve? I feel like I've seen a an artistic drawing of what it looks like in there. <laughs> Hold on, I you probably I've, I've had some nightmares of this. From what you are, um, I feel like you probably may have seen something like. Hold on, let me see if I can find the one I'm thinking of. Cars, <laughs> is there cars a person in there inside like, them when this. So they're manufactured. Right, like, do they? How do they get cars are, in the mall? No, how do you Google this? <laughs> this is the most vague thing to try and. What's, what's in, inside what, a car? What's inside <laughs> car? What's inside a car from cars? <laughs> what's inside? Um, <laughs> what's inside so, like, a cars car? So, um, how do they reproduce? Obviously, is one of them, but like also, um, like I found it exactly at some point they were thinking. created. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I found it too. Well, there's one at the top. there's a bunch of them. Um, this was the one I was thinking. Of, oh yes, yeah, I I was about to face that these? same one. <laughs> well, that's an ass. look at these ass mountains. That one's a vagina mountain. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. Okay, there's that one. The homunculus theory. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So this is a really yeah. Is there a person in there? There's a person this in this the one. one. This is the one that I've seen before. Yeah, see, that's kind of what I was saying. That's gross. Got too. an engine, but fleshy. But then your car can just open up and your organs just flop out. Is that what happens? That was that's the, the question. Right? I gotta say that was the most distressing thing in a Pixar movie in the first Cars, where you see his tongue reaching out like across <laughs> yeah. the finish line. Oh god! They hit you with the existential horror yeah. of that right away too. Uh huh. The cost to entry of that movie is thinking about a tongue inside a car. Mm-hmm. This is really upsetting. Mm-hmm. I don't like thinking about it. Well, we can move on and not think about it anymore. I'm, I'm horrified, but still. Aren't you it. also the one who brought it up? Yeah, but it's, yeah, this is like, you know, one of those things where I mean, that's what you think talking happens. about it, it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> it's true. This is what happens. Andrew better. presents a, a thing that he finds horrifying <laughs> and no longer wants to talk about. I need to share my dread. Yeah, that's what being human is all about. Mm hmm. I've got one more thing, which is um, so say what you will about Star- the Star Trek reboot movies featuring Chris Pine. I think we all four of us agree that they're great. Well, but two of them are continue. I like the first one. I that's not the one she's not talking, talking about. about. The first one. Oh, I like the last one. The second also not the one, one. she's talking about. <laughs> he knows which one it is that I don't like. I, uh, I they do such a good job in that movie, really communicating like the urgency and violence and danger of evacuating a starship mm-hmm. that they just didn't quite capture uh, in this episode. Yeah, there's no urgency. It's just sort of like, please, the, the number is getting lower. Please get out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll find you. And well, I mean, and then they never have to actually do that. Everyone just kind of goes off and, and then everything right. gets reset and they don't have to go track everyone down. <sighs> I was bummed out about that. I was looking forward to like little scenes of Star Trek uh, Voyager crew members like interacting in alien like cantinas and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I was happy the episode we got, but I, I was really looking forward to a couple scenes of those. All right. Well, do we have any connections for this episode? They both happen in the year of hell. Whoa. 
They happened to the Voyager crew. It's weird. I don't know how to end an episode where we don't have Adventure Time or anything else to talk about. I guess <laughs> uh, join us next time. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. Well, temporal torpedoes, join us next time as we watch Star Trek Voyager season four, episode 10, Random Thoughts. And we will return to the main premise of the show by watching Adventure Time season five episode. Uh Oh, I thought I could burn the time till I got to this section on the Wikipedia page, but I could not. Episode season five, episode 40. Nope. 41. Jesus Christ. The Pit and episode 42. James. Remember to okay. rate and review us on no. <laughs> Keep going, it's fine. <laughs> go, just go. Hold on. I got I gotta reset where I was I had no idea where I was. <laughs> he broke his flow. <laughs> it's like it's like this doesn't happen. What what's going on? Here? <laughs> Uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Voyantra Time, Facebook Voyantra Time, email us voyantratime at gmail.com and join our Discord server. The link is in the show notes. Sarah, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I just said the pit. That's all. <laughs> the pit. <laughs> Fell into the That's pit. That's what I was thinking <laughs> of. I don't. What is that from? Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I thought this was going to be another situation where Andrew is like, I haven't seen that. <laughs> what is this thing? That's the one with uh, Chris Pine, right? I wish. <laughs> God, he would be such a... That would be such an interesting take on Andy. <laughs> oh, no. I, I believe I him. Want. He can do it. He's talented. <laughs> He is very talented. That would be very fun to watch. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I think I'm, what's the one where he's got that horrible haircut? Th- that That's the version of Chris. Does Pine not narrow it down. Are you talking about the wine movie? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> that's what I was thinking about too. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> I want that version of Chris Pine. That'd be so good. <laughs> so, listeners, just in case you're wondering, this is a movie that apparently takes place in the 70s, and it features Chris Pine with long, thick, unkempt blonde hair. Luscious. And the rest of his facial hair is still black. It looks like he's wearing the world's worst wig. Well, he is. I'm tempted to po- post an image of this into this Discord server without any context right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should. Well, in the meantime, we will just wait for you here. By the mausoleum. With our backs turned. And our defenses lowered. Come along with me. And we'll explore the galaxy. We got stuck in a Delta Quadrant.